0: This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour report recorded on Thursday, January 21st, 2021. I'm Mark Bawanshieh.
1: I'm going to be the strongest Labour president you have ever had.
0: As Joe Biden takes office as the 46th President of the United States, there are strong hopes he and his administration will promote unions for economic equality, decent wages, and social justice. On his first day on the job, Mr. Biden told Peter Robb, the notoriously anti union general counsel for the National Labor Relations Board, to resign by 5 o'clock or be fired. Robb refused to quit. Biden fired him. The board, known by its acronym NLRB, is the U.S. government agency responsible for enforcing labor law related to union organizing and collective bargaining. Richard Trumka, the president of the AFL-CIO, the largest labor federation in the U.S., reacted to Mr. Biden's inauguration on Wednesday, January 20th by saying, There's hope
2: in working people's heart today because dignity and humanity and optimism and compassion have been restored in the White House. So we needed a day like this, but in the days that come, we need much, much more. We need a workers first agenda. We need bold and decisive action to address the inequality of income, inequality of opportunity and inequality of power. We need Democrats and Republicans alike to work together to get the pandemic under control, to keep workers safe and then get rid of our antiquated labor laws that prevent workers from getting fair wages and fair
0: benefits and economic security. Mr. Trumpka is the chair of the Economic Policy Institute based in Washington. It has produced a compilation of Mr. Biden's comments on the need for unions.
1: Look, Wall Street didn't build this country. The middle class built the country. And unions built the middle class. Productivity went up 92% from the end of the war till 1978 wages went up because of labor 94 percent from that point on as the war on labor house began guess what productivity up 68 percent wages went up eight percent eight eight everything going on here is about keeping you from being able to compete with corporate power we're going to shift the balance of power back to workers in this country i'm going to hold company executives personally liable for interfering with workers who are attempting to unionize. Back when the Fair Labor Standards Act was passed way back in Roosevelt's time, it wasn't about whether there could be unions, it was supposed to, we should encourage unions. It said the government should promote labor unions for a simple, basic reason. When you're strong, you're the only one that can keep the barbarians at the gate. They only understand power, power, countervailing power. As my dad used to say, the only way to deal with the abuse of power, which is coming from corporate America, is to have power. And the only power we have to fight back, not just for unions, for ordinary workers out there, is unions,
0: union, union power. One of the pieces of legislation the American labor movement is anticipating is the Protecting the Right to Organize Act. The PRO Act, as it is known, is the strongest union-friendly legislation in more than 80 years. It would weaken anti-union so-called right-to-work laws and grant hundreds of thousands the chance to join a union. The PRO Act has already been passed by the Congress's lower legislative house and awaits enactment by the upper-level Senate.
2: For us, the PRO Act uh, is very, very important because right now you have a tremendous imbalance between employers and workers when it comes to power. And we're never going to get wages and inequality under control unless we give workers more power and the PRO Act. Which is the right to organize? Act. The passage of that is very, very important.
0: And that's it. International labor news you can use. You can find our features and daily newscasts at Radiolabor.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radiolabor. I'm Mark Belanger. Thank you for listening, and remember, it's all about global solidarity.